We're back, and we got the full squad here. We got Galano, Rocco, Mike, and for the first time in like five months, Julio is back. We got wow. we got a shit ton to talk about. We have UCL we're going to break into right now with Juve, and we're going to a whole chaotic week that was that apparently nobody wanted to win during the week. But, you know, Julio being the first one back in a while, we're going to start with you. Initial reactions of the Juve draw against Villarreal in the Champions League. Well, what I will say, and what I have been saying in my own head for a long time, not in this podcast, um, is that the Vlavic signing, I think, has been incredible of a presence on the team from the games I've seen so far. Like, obviously, there's going to be some growth spurts and and things to learn here. But uh, from talking on the side to Ro about this, I just feel like he was the exact piece that we've been missing since the Ronaldo departure. Um, And like I said, you're seeing the draws come and and whatnot. Obviously, the team isn't perfect. We have some terrible players still, but... uh, Liking what I'm seeing so far. Um, I mean, the Vlavic goal was unreal, world-class. Just that's that's the type of stuff you're going to get out of him. Um, obviously, disappointing result, but y- you know how I feel. I, I think I think the trouble's <laughs> coming, so it, yeah, what can it, I say? It, it sounds like you think this Vlavic guy is going to be good. That, I think that's safe. I think he's going to be good. I, I think, I think, he's, think gonna he's going to go to Man United good. in like two, three years probably. What do, you, what, um, do you, what do you think of the overall performance, though, today in the game? So as someone who only wants the highlights, I mean, it, it's it's a typical Juve performance of, of the last like 1.5 years, I think, where it's just, they take you for a little bit of a ride. You get excited, you get happy. And then someone, typically someone in the midfield, this time Rabio <laughs> will make a mistake and then the whole team collapses. So that's, that's what typically tends to happen. Oh. Um, but again, as someone who only saw the highlights, that's what I can say. I probably defer to Ro cause he watched it live, but, uh, Ro, feel free to correct me if, uh, if, if I'm, if I'm missing something here, what was your take? Yeah, no, overall performance. I sort of watched in pieces, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, scoring like I, I wasn't even looking at the screen when they scored like thirty five seconds in or whatever. Yeah, that's scored, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, so then uh-huh. I got my hopes up, which was obviously a mistake. Yep. Um, but yeah, they. I mean, obviously scoring early is great, but then they didn't put it away and. The team was depleted, I think, in ways that like hurt because uh, it's like the defense and the attack were both weakened a little bit, and the midfield, which has been Juve's weak point all season, was pretty much at full strength. But it's like that sort of isn't as helpful as it would have been to have you know right. one of these other dudes there. I think like not having DiBala. Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, and then like not having Chiellini fit at all, and then not having Bonucci fit for a whole game is rough. Yeah. And then not having even even more so than those two, not having Rugani fit for a whole game, because I think he would have held it down if he would have been playing. Um, but I guess he he got injured. I think in warmups for the game this weekend. Nice. So yeah, it was it was a strange lineup to start. Right, Dicilio, Danilo, Delict, yeah. and Sandro in a back four. Um, so I'm looking at the formation. Looks like they did a three-five-two, from what I'm seeing. Uh, they well, did... I think they were saying that it was like a, one of these like Allegri sort of fluid formations. Like I know, I'm, I yeah, think they no, mentioned I, that yeah, in, during that. the game three-five-two, and then I saw it posted as like a four-four-two. Yeah. Um, so now, way, I guess three-five-two makes a little more sense for the the personnel. Actually. So now I have a question for either of you. Whoever wants to take this first. Do you blame, because I, I feel like this could have been a good win for you guys, and it feels like a loss, in my opinion, if I were a Juve fan. 
In terms of the blame, do you blame the individual players, especially in the midfield, or do you blame the the decision that Allegri had to put those players out there in the first place? Like, where do you attribute the blame to? I mean, Max didn't have too many options beyond the guys that were on the pitch, right? Like, yeah, uh, there aren't too many wide guys available right now. You know, yeah, Chiesa and Bernardeschi being oh. injured, and then with you have Kuzetsky right winger not being there, Adrian Rabio. <laughs> but left well, he, so the thing about him is he plays everywhere. Yeah, yeah, but, he's one of those players, one of those transcendent players, you know. So, where are you? Just one second, just one second. Yeah, yeah, one sorry, thing that ahead. I still have a problem with with Max, and I'll say it literally uh-huh. every week on the pod, is that Arthur should be starting every game. I think that it's it makes the, the midfield work better um, having him out there, especially without Dybala not having like the cre- a more yeah. creative guy up yeah. the pitch. Having someone who can distribute from the back at least would would have been helpful. So that that's where my follow up question was is. Were Arthur yeah. and Zakaria just on the bench to be rested, or were they coming back from like a small knock? Like, why were they not starting? Because I felt like this would be a game where you'd want to put, if you're doing that formation as a set of ESPN, the three five two or whatever variation yeah. of it. Yeah. Why would you not put Locatelli, Zakaria, and Arthur there? Like that to me is just sounds yeah, like a no brainer midfield. Unless Zakaria wasn't being rested, was he? No, he played. Yeah, he played. No, no, he pl- I didn't came subbed in, but like. But that, but that's my question. Looking. I don't think he's. Yeah. I don't think he started this weekend either. I think he's. Huh. Like relatively fresh. Yeah, because Arthur I think just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I read this. Is, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was so just saying. Could, oh yeah. Go yeah, ahead. if I could just jump in. I mean, the yeah. other news out of this game, aside from the disappointing draw, is that McKinney broke his foot. Which yeah, is it's confirmed. It's confirmed to break. Move. It's confirmed to break. I think like his yeah. third and eight, fourth metatarsals. Jesus. Or oh yeah. Eight to twelve eight. weeks out. Something like that. Ah. So that's not good. So where do you see? that sort of coverage coming from because I felt like one of the weird things was that kind of going into this season everyone was like McKinney's bad he's not going to have a real place in this team and then right. he started playing well again to the point where he's a consistent starter for Juve and now this feels like a real loss in the midfield again when it sort of was picking up steam so who do you see covering that position? Uh, well I think Zakaria. I don't know. I still don't know how to pronounce his name. On the Italian broadcast, they say Zakaria. So we'll go with Zakaria. Zakaria. Um, I think like he's probably the most natural guy to just step in. I mean, it depends. Like if you're talking logically as like a center midfielder in a three-man midfield, then that makes sense. But like Max sometimes plays him like the way he's played Vidal, sort of like advanced on the pitch, or other times he plays him on the right. Um but yeah, uh, he has been playing really well. Yeah, so it is going to be a big loss. Um, I think. Yeah, I already forgot how you said that they say his name. Well, I mean Zakaria. I think he'll he'll do a lot of those minutes. How, like so, I mean, looking at this from the outside, this is a road game in the Champions League 1-1. You got to like Juve's chances going into the second leg to yeah. advance. Sure. They're they're the stronger team um without a doubt. I mean even without McKinney, even without Dybala playing today, they should have gotten the win, but right. you have to like their chances in Torino. I think especially as this team has a little bit more time to gel to figure out, you know, exactly how they're going to play off each other and mostly that's Zakaria and, and Vlaovic that I'm thinking of. Yeah. I think that 
second leg should be a pretty comfortable win. But also knowing Juve, I wouldn't be surprised if it's yeah. a pretty and it's Villarreal. You know, I'm going. So I'm going like, to be honest. I'm not. As, I'm not as confident Juve should be dominating that game because I would say. You know, if I'm being generous, about 30 minutes of the 90, Juve looked the better team. And I thought Villarreal dominated midfield wise. They dominated that midfield. Parejo and Los Celso were just dictating pace. And Capui? That's sort of a style point, too, though. I mean, Villarreal is a team that likes to possess the ball. And then you have Allegri, who's the exact opposite, that's completely content to let a team like that play. Yeah. And like it did bite them in the ass today. But at the same time, I think you have to like take that with a grain of salt, like the possession numbers and the fluidity that Villarreal. I'm not. I'm not even about. saying from possession numbers. I'm saying like from a quality of chances and a volume of chances. I think Villarreal had the better of the chances between the two. Obviously, you have Vlavic's goal, but you know, yeah. with Vlavic, there's very few forwards that can pull that off, right? Like if you're counting on a miracle finish from Vlavic, who's capable of it, I'm not saying he's not. Then I think you're putting all your eggs in one basket. Again, they didn't have Dybala, so I'm going to give him a slight you know, benefit of that. But if you put a similar midfield than what you put out today, they're going to do the same. Villarreal is going to do the same thing. My only thing with Juve is that I feel like they got the goal too early. They got that goal in like right. the 30th, 35th minute where you're, you and Juve and Villarreal were tussling with each other, you're wasting energy, and then you score that goal. Villarreal has to exert even more energy, and then you have halftime, and you know the flow of the game isn't on their side. Then I think I, I, we see a one nothing Juve win. But again, with the style and with the if yeah. the personnel isn't the Locatelli, Arthur, uh, uh, Zakaria mix, I see a similar result. If not, maybe Villarreal winning one nothing two one. I think that's just how it will go. Yeah, uh, Dybala's injury is supposed to be ten days, so he, yeah. the game is in three weeks. So mm-hmm. I expect him to that's be good. back and and playing. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying about not getting chances. And I, I do think a lot of that's personnel related, like not having Chiesa or obviously, you know, long term, but also Dybala and also Bernardeschi. Bonucci is, in the back. Shut up, Julia. <laughs> so I saw that they subbed Bonucci on. Was that because of an injury to somebody? I didn't like get the No, I think he, ha- he had like 45 minutes of legs in him, I think. Yeah, and they were trying to lock up the uh, the results. And I just real quick say shout out to Villarreal for having an absolute roster on their hands. They've got some yeah. guys that I forgot. I was existed. I was thinking that too. Serge Aurier, Loselso, uh, Paco Alcacer, Pau Torres, Raul Albio. They've got some players on there. Like don't forget Danny Parejo. Yeah, Danny Perejo's like great. And then you have Chuck Weezy. Of course, at the helm. Yeah, you have Chuck Weezy. You have Chuck Weezy destroying DeShio on every chance he got a one-on-one opportunity. Like that was bad. He made that's a fire name. He made DeShio one time like fall from just dribbling out. I was like, this isn't gonna be good. How many former Tottenham guys are on? They have three. They have Los Celso, they have Serge Aria, this uh, Holt, is it Holtby or Holtby? Not Holtby. Um, Mm. Something. Actually, it might be someone with the W. I don't know. But I I remember he was like good when they played uh, Arsenal last year in the Europa League. But I saw um, some like uh, Spurs, like, I don't know, blogger or something tweet, like, thinking of watching this game because it's like, Former Tottenham versus future Tottenham after they picked up a couple of Juve players. In <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. 
but yeah, I mean, I, I, again, to recap, I think, you know, obviously you guys can correct me from, but I think this is, this can be seen as a loss for Juve. I think they had an opportunity to really get a good lead. I know it's still a decent result, but if, if there were, uh, if the Wagles still mattered, I'd feel a lot better. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But I just think from still think dumb, dumb thing that they took away. Oh, here comes Gaetano. Agreed. No, no, I was going to say, I still think yeah. Juve is the favorite for the Champions League this year. Yeah. Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> DV7. DV7. If you haven't realized, it's so much better. So much better than CR7. All right. But not as good as SP7. Galan, what are your thoughts That's on the game? Good. No, I think it's a I think it's a good result. Villarreal's not a tough place, not an easy place to play at all. Do I think Juve is capable of choking this away? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm actually looking forward to it. But I, I think like listen, you saw what you saw what Villarreal could do to Atalanta. And it's Villarreal, as you guys mentioned, has a decent roster. They're no they're not a snub. And Unai Emery knows how to win cup games. They may, he might not know how to win in the Premier League, as Marco knows really well. He didn't win a couple but games for I Arsenal think, either. Don't don't get it. Don't. I, I think I think he won what four Europa League titles. I think like it was he's three with he's Sevilla. ridiculous in cup play. Yeah. So I it's it's nothing we to sneeze at. Juve as a Europa League team, so it's right in his wheelhouse. <laughs> my my only con- my concern, if I'm a Juve supporter, is if Europe won nothing at home to Villarreal. You're going to see exactly what we saw today. Allegri's going to put, you know, 11 guys behind the ball. And you don't have the defenders that you used to for that. Villarreal, that you goal that Villarreal scores. the defenders that they used to. They're just yeah, exactly. 10 years older now. <laughs> that, that goal that Villarreal scored, that, that would never have happened in like, like three years ago. When you it have like the so deep like, space. He he! Everyone wants to blame Rabiot, and yes, he should be tracking the midfield run. But you have two center backs on the center striker that's uh, off to the right of the goalkeeper. Like where? What is? De- yeah, sure. I criticize Delict a lot. I still think he's an incredible player, but that's not, that's his mistake. That's his mistake to own. He's supposed, and you can see Rabiot's looking behind him like you were supposed to be there, and I, and I think that was the case. Rabiot should have tracked the run. Yeah, I'm watching you, the highlight right now, and Delict is also just like turns around immediately and is just like yelling at Rabio. Yeah, I, I think it. I think they're that's they're both at fault for that. Um, but yeah, if if Allegri is going to try to put eleven guys behind the ball, I don't think Juve is going to win that game at home. I don't. I I think and Italian teams notoriously struggle against Spanish teams. We just we just don't do well against them. We don't. They're technically good. They're technically sound, and they're going to beat us. So if I'm if I'm Allegri, I'm feeding Vlaovic every single ball I can because those center backs have no answer for him. He took a half chance and turned that into a goal. So Yeah, but after that, what did he do? I, after that, he didn't, well, he didn't yes, do it. Is that on him or is that on the rest yeah. of you there? But but th- that's the question, right? It's like, yeah, you keep they they kept hooping the ball up to him. He got the goal. After the goal, you can make an argument that he was pretty much invisible. Uh, let's put it this way. I will say Juve is super prone to that. They scored an, a goal too early issue. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're very prone to that. If they score it's an a Allegri goal issue, early, honestly. Like it is an Allegri. It's a hundred, it's a hundred percent Allegri issue. That whole, you know, commentators always say like, oh, their problem was they scored too early and they kind of took the steam yeah. out of, you know, that Juve is incredibly prone to that because of Allegri. So if, if, if Juve takes it to them home, 
I think they I think they have enough talent to beat them. But if not, I'm a little concerned if if they're going to just sit back and wait to counter. All righty. All right. Still, still favorite for the Champions uh, League. Got in the trouble. As I say, you might as well say the treble. Don't forget the Club World Cup after they win the U, the Champions League. You know, you true, true, true. All in there. All right. Yeah. Moving away from UCL, we're gonna go to the domestic league now, where apparently nobody wants to win the Scudetto. Apparently, because everyone either tied or lost their games to possibly get ahead in the league. I'm gonna go with the current holder, Mike. What did you think of Milan versus Salernitana? I gotta know. I gotta hear your frustrations on this. I mean, that's hands down the worst performance. <laughs> it's it's so bad. It's like, at least in the Spezia game that they end up losing, you could point to it and be like, they created chances. The ref made a really bad call. This game is like, I was watching it and I was like, Salernitana is going to win. They're, they're creating better chances. Milan looked like they were out of ideas. Leao didn't have his best game. And, like, one of the things we've talked a lot about on this pod is that, like, Milan has a dependency on Leao this year that if he's not playing well, they they don't play well. Yeah. And he wasn't really succeeding down that left-hand side that much. And, you know, the service to Giroud towards the end of the game was pretty poor. Mm. Um, they just looked kind of all over the place. I thought Brahim struggled again. Kessie, what does he do? Like, why did Kessie come on so early in that game? I really didn't understand that swap. Um, it, it, I mean, it was a really tough game. Good to see Thick back on the pitch, though. Um, he looked like he was relatively strong. Could you be a little bit harsh about that crazy Bonazzi goal? Like, I guess, yeah. like, uh, I guess you could be like, Teo's got to clear the ball off the line, but it's like, that ball is coming in really hard and from like what four meters away. Mm-hmm. I, I I think out of the Milan players, I don't think Theo is as responsible for that as Manyan. I think that's more. No, Manyan really made a, a meal of that. I like why is he coming out that far? That ball is not dangerous until you Could come out. Donnarumma have let that in. Well, it doesn't matter because <laughs> the devil. So, um, but really poor performance, and I think it's just like funny because you know it's an it's an absolutely abysmal result, and it looks almost not that bad because the way that the rest of the table fell. But this is the type of game that, like, if a couple of different things go differently, like you're looking at the table at the end of the year, and you could be like, "That's why." That's why they won. That's right. <laughs> but I mean, like, even looking at it, like, there wasn't that big of a discrepancy in shots. Like, they had the, like, Salernitana had the same number of shots on target as Milan. Yeah, they had a lot less possession, but that's to be expected when you're the worst team in Serie A and really, at 15, yeah. 20 years yeah. going against a pretty good Milan side. And they, they put shots on net. And I, I think. You know, like, the Rebic goal was also terrible. Like, I think a Sepe reads that really poorly. I think a better keeper stops that ball. It was kind of like a harmless shot from way outside that he just never moved for, and that's why it went in. Yeah. I swear it got deflected, I think, right? Like, when I don't think it, it deflected. I no, think I didn't. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. It, like, I thought it must have because I didn't understand how he didn't make any kind of play for it. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it was just ridiculous. Oh, you mean he looked like a he looked like you know a broken PlayStation like controller? I'm really yeah. used. I'm really used to that look these days. Let me tell you, we'll get yeah. to that later. But I'm really used to that look from goalies. So, I mean, my overall takeaway is like Milan lucky to come out of Salerno with a point. <laughs> wow, <laughs> not easy to go play down there, man. Apparently, and what's the funniest thing is we all we were saying in the group chat that this on paper that was Milan's best team aside from the center back, yeah, and the right winger, right? Was what we said was the one that needed to be changed because they had Messias started, but Messias came out and scored in the the first 10 minutes, yeah, but that was he's not he's not a notable, he's not like a noticeable drop off of who their starter would be. Yeah, I saw I saw a great meme this weekend that was like the Milan cycle, and it was like Salamacher starts is bad, uh, Messias comes on for half the game, looks like a star. Messias starts, looks bad. Salamaker comes on for half the game, looks like a star. And then Salamaker starts. I was like, it's real. But why would we get a guy like Berardi? Because he's not as good as Messias. Fucking, I come back to that every week and I still am so upset about it. Well, I was reading this week that that, uh, Bernardeschi doesn't quite meet the standards. For Milan's pay scale. (laughs) Because apparently he was offered to them, but they're like, no, too much money. Oh God! Oof. Yeah, oof. and look, he's not like the top dude in the league or anything, but he's a step up over whatever Milan have. And I, he's, oh, he's two. Ste- he's two steps up. I I've think saying, if you I look at it in terms of fit. like hockey points, in terms of assists and goals, I think that he is like one of the top five dudes in Serie A right now. He's double digit. No, 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 not Berardi. Oh, not Berardi. I'm sorry. Bernardeschi. If, Bernardeschi. if you get if you get Azzurri Bernardeschi, he is two tiers above both the players you got right now. Anyone, Messi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I honestly the, the biggest thing that I, I need to double check this myself, and I was like not even to sound like an ass, but Milan were the only team that didn't have a midweek fixture. So like that that to me was shocking. Like everyone else was we were too busy getting thrashed, right? Like, we we were too busy, you know, getting dominated at home. And Napoli had Barcelona, which they played out of their minds for. Atalanta even had a midweek fixture. I think Juve I don't think Juve had a mid... Juve did not. Yeah. But they had yeah. Torino, which is a derby, which is, you know, you there's, you give them a bit of a pass, and it's Juric. So you give them a pass. So I think, Tana, there's no excuse, honestly. Like, no. and I think... Like we mentioned before, you had your starting roster. That was your starting. That was your. You wouldn't change much, if anything. And I, I think like what's worse, if you think about it, is it's like this is a pattern about Milan playing poorly against the bottom feeder teams. Like you can think about it at least a handful of times when it's been like Milan hasn't looked good. Like I, I remember the Venezia game in particular. I'm like, what were we doing that match? Obviously, the Spezia game more recently. Like if you're gonna be a Scudetto contender. You need to win these games. And this weekend is exactly like the reason. Like anything can happen. Like you Sassuolo beats Inter in like a pretty shocking upset. And you you essentially hand Inter two free points there. Like you're not yep. making up those points. So they're Inter's points basically. It's really stupid. Of, you know, and I'm like, stupid's the wrong word, but it's just misopportune for me yeah. to drop those points. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was shocked at how penetrable the the Milan defense look because Tamori was back there too. Um, well, I mean, it was crazy because they needed to open it up 
to try and salvage a point against Salernitana. So at points, like after like the 75th minute on, like Salernitana was breaking every two seconds. (laughs) Really felt like they were going to win 3-1. Yeah. I think let's move it forward to Inter, which is... <laughs> do we have to? Yeah, do we another, have to? Yeah, we do. Another fun time yeah. in Serie A. Galano, you, you, the floor is yours. Just, just go off. We picked it. I don't have to say anything besides I told you so. Like, Sassuolo is always, always beats us. Oh, Consi looks like Neuer in net. When he plays at the San Siro, I know Mike's experiences too. He looks godly. I don't think, I think he's... Sassuolo, I saw this stat on another another pod. Sassuolo has, I'm sorry, Inter have only won three of nine matches at home against Sassuolo in the past like six years or something like Christ. that. Like ridiculous. It's insane. That includes cup matches. They are, we're pathetic against them. And Sassuolo is a giant killer just by the way they play. Right, they play an open game, and of course, it's Raspadori and Skamaka, right? Like the two the two people that Inter are linked with. I told Marco, like, all we're missing is Fratesi, and then we have the trifecta there. Like, if he just scores a goal, and, he, and Fratesi played very well as well. Um, I, I'm not in a shock for it. And Handanovic looked awful. Handanovic, that first goal was shot at him, and they, it scored. Like, it was a bad shot at his legs, and he completely botched it. The midfield looked overworked, but you see how we look without Brozovic. It's not, it's night and day. We look horrible. Gallardini is not an inter player. I don't know why he's on the team. He's, he's, he does nothing for us. Um, this is, this is why I had questions about why we let, you know, why we didn't enforce the midfield. I think I've been railing against that since the beginning. Like you get past those three and there's only Vidal. And there was Sensi. We don't have Sensi anymore. Say, yeah. So Sensi's definitely missed. And then, oh my God, Lautaro Martinez. I don't know. I he is the most frustrating player to watch. I don't know how you can call yourself a quote like seventy million dollar striker. He's a top thirty player in the world according to Ballon d'Or. Top thirty player in the world according to Ballon d'Or. Exactly. The, the crazy part is I don't think he's scored in the run of play in nine straight Serie A games, but nonetheless, he's on track for 20 goals this year, right? Like that, like he is definitely the streakiest striker in Serie A. And it's, it, well, someone, someone, no, it's, it's just, it's, uh, they need to rebound. Um, I think they learned a lot that, that's, it was South Swallow. It's expected a lot of teams are going to lose to South Swallow. A lot of teams already have lost to South Swallow. So let, let's let's move on and let's see what they do against the other teams going forward. So watching that game, like I'll say this, like Inter missed chances. Like Lazaro missed a sitter. It was really mm-hmm. just bad. But I'd say Inter could have lost that game 3-4 nil yeah. easily. Mm-hmm. Swallow was all over them. Yep. That, that first half, they could have gone into the tunnel down 3 nothing. At least, but Adi hits the post right before halftime. Yeah, on a on a on like a poor man's Arjun Robin shot where you know what he's going to do and still beat. You gotta think if that's Junior Messias, that's in the back of the net. <laughs> so I I want, if it, 
I thought honestly, Traore looked fantastic. Incredible, incredible. Yeah, he, he looked great. He was, yeah, he was, he was my man of the match for that. Um, I want to run a player comp for Lautaro to you guys. I told you on this, and he agreed with me in the moment, but I don't know if he'll agree with me again on this. Lautaro right now reminds me of Belotti right now in form of what he's done. All he does when you think about it, he misses chances and he's a good presser of the ball. We've all said on this pod with Belotti, at least from the national team, he gets credit for just being a good defensive striker and pressing high. Right now, that's all Lotado's doing because God knows he's not converting chances. And he's not creating a lot of chances. So I brought this comparison up to Galab. I want to see your guys' take if you think I'm either batshit crazy or just, you know. Oh, look. Mike's take on this. I'd honestly say Belotti's more consistent in front of net, to be honest. Like, <laughs> it's true. I think it's if true. you give Belotti some of those like sitter chances that Lautaro misses, like he's at least putting them in. I don't think he's I don't think he's an exceptional striker, but I think like he's a better finisher. Maldini. Well, yeah, Maldini will never pay him. But I think like he, he knows how to finish in front of that. That's how he's had it. like he's been a pretty coveted striker in Serie A for a long time, and it's because of that. Lautaro is a fantastic player, but like one of the things that we've also said on this show a bunch is like you give him a shot from like 35 meters out, you're like, he's going to bang that. You give him a ball in front of the net with goalie on the ground, he might put that on the other side of the post. Oh, no, he know? did. He, 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 he did that. I think, I think he actually did he, that. He actually game. did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jekyll headed it down. Like, that's what I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah, Jekyll headed it down. He's... First of all, why are you sliding in that particular spot anyway? Just run through it, if anything. And two, he gets so under it. He, I, I think he skied it, but skied it to the left. It's just why didn't Jekyll start that game? I think he, he was, resting. They were resting after yeah. after the Liverpool game. The man is thirty five. I'm just curious, but like he, when he came on, they looked better. Like you know, like, of course. yeah, that's what happens when you have an actual so like, striker. I was saying, like he's like drifting out wide and playing in like legitimately really good crosses. I was really impressed with Jekka watching him. You know, just I think he's a more versatile player than I think he gets credit for yeah. because he is just like a tall target man type guy. I, th- I think he was also put in a position where uh, Inzaghi was just telling like, dude, just try to create something. Put something in yeah. there. Figure something yeah. out. I think that I was... I have an inter-question for Gaetano. Okay. So, mm-hmm. just today, DiMarco was talking uh, and, like, said, you know, we're definitely going to win the Scudetto. And then he said, this is the one question hear. that I have about... He says he's not f- afraid of competition with Gozens. So I'm just curious on your Mom. take on that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Gosens, first of all, physically he should be afraid of competition with Gosens. Like Gosens is a fucking monster, right? He's just a beast. But also, I think Demarco has to see the writing on the wall and that his, his he's more likely to get playing time as a backup left center back than he is as a left wing back. Because if the rumors are true and Pedersic is going to sign an extension. I'm a hundred percent putting Perisic, Gosens, and then Di Marco on that in that depth chart, right? So he should be. Listen, he's he's got something that neither of those two players have, and that he's you know an Inter fan. Like he he grew up in the academy, and you know he's he's loved by the fans, and he's a set piece specialist, which neither one of those two players are. So yeah, and he's the he's the youngest. So maybe over time it will become his position. But there's no way he's going to start over both of those players. There's no way. I don't see it. Defensively, he lacks too much. 
And then last question I have, I think, before we can move on from Inter, but did the Brozovic news drop yet? It seems like everyone's saying that it's a done deal, that it's been done verbally for a few months now. Apparently it's supposed to be done by the end of the week where he's supposed to like formally sign. But say the bigger news... Him. Oh my God. The bigger news was last week when um, Auxilio, uh, Morata, and Basin all... Um, renewed until 2025. That was the big news because so long as we have them, we have a chance. Right, Juventini? As long as we have Morata, we're, we're good? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Take away. What, what do you want? Like, free transfers and loans with options to buy? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> Building a structure that lasts. That's what no, we I don't want. like that. I don't like that. Bring in the next decade of Scudetti. That's what we Get need. Ronaldo. Let's keep moving down the list here. Napoli with a pretty disappointing oh, draw. What happened oh, there, Marco? Oh, God. So I watched the game while I was rearranging my room. And got it, they were in Coyote. And Coyote fans are, you know... Of the louder racist. majority and racist, <laughs> yes. Racist. No, I'm not denying <laughs> let's, uh, that. Let's not forget what they said to Lukaku the yeah. first game of the season when he signed. Yeah. Uh, let's not go down that dark road. Um, but, you know, from the first minute, they were lively, they were energetic, and it was absolute mayhem of a scene. Napoli midfield looked just like no one was there. Like, Zielinski, bad game. Um, Almas, bad game. I I I don't know. If, I don't think Ruiz started the game, but I remember who the third midfielder was because he. I think it was Dem. I think Dem was the other midfielder that started. Couldn't see him. Petania got no service. The only thing that was good was that they were defensive, but they were defensive in the fact that they were just getting barely getting away with great tackles from Rodamani and Koulibaly, and then they, they finally broke. And then once they broke through, Gaiety. Then we put on Osimen. Then we put on Fabian Ruiz. And then we get a Osimen mossing header into the back of the net, which Cranio got a hand to. But other than that, Napoli had, they played the latest out of the big teams, had the best opportunity, realized like, we get a win. This is our same that we're going to be in the title hunt to the very end. The draw to me showed that they're not ready to make that next step. They're going to be Champions League, which is great for them. And it's probably on the radar to minimally do this year. Oh, whoa. What? Oh, Marco. Are no, you going to give us a Rocco 99% chance of getting into the chance? I stand by it. I stand by no, I, no. it. Are you going to? Because Inter's going to drop out. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I'm not. Fine. I'll give Napoli a 100% chance to qualify for Champions League. I'll go one step further. I'm going one step further. 100% chance of Champions League. Just qualifying for Champions League. Marco, who's your top four then? It's Napoli, Fiorentina. I never <laughs> said Fiore was top four. I said fifth, the highest. That, that's If you're going to mock my quotes, mock me correctly. <laughs> don't don't put words in my mouth that I never said in the same sentence. Okay, that's number one. Number two, my top four, in no particular order, are Juve, Milan, Inter, Napoli. That's my top four right there. Let's, let's get that out of there. All right, Napoli aren't gonna, uh, they're not gonna contend for the Scudetto. I don't think that this is the year for them. I think that they've shown time and again that when they have a good opportunity, they don't take advantage of it. One and two, 
their players can't play in the big moments of taking those chances, except for Osiman. Osiman's the only guy that just plays well to get us into those positions to actually do well. Other than that, I don't know what's going to happen. The result was shambolic, and I was very disappointed. And I'm just going to keep rambling unless someone stops me. So we got we got to give it up to Cagliari though. If you look at their last, yeah, they've been on a good run of form. They have. They've gotten a point against Fiore, three points against Atalanta. They drew against Empoli, which I guess is disappointing from their perspective. And then taking a point against Napoli, they're fighting their way back. They're they're about to catch Venezia. They're level on points, and Udinese is within reach. So this we, is a team that we all counted <laughs> out, but now they're climbing back on the table. We need to 100% make some sort of punishment if not they do not make the top four or or you <laughs> it needs to be some sort of punishment for either one of these two for their 100 percent confidence so should we make a punishment for inter not winning the scudetto because you guys were the odds on favors to win at the beginning of the season we actually were not betting odds were juventus actually so you could take well, a lap vegas odds are seven left this has got to be this well no even, be. even beforehand even beforehand this is i'm sorry even afterwards no it wasn't afterwards to work uh, even afterwards, they were the favorites. Vegas All favorites. Right, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta got do that research. We gotta, we gotta look into it. But you know what, Marco? We need if if Fiorentina don't make the top four, they're not. I never not said four. that. I never said they're making top four. <laughs> Jesus, assholes, fucking uh, assholes. Just shout out Walter Mazzari. Like uh, he's getting this team to pl- at least get points and get big points. So I think, like, in my perspective, this is a bigger point. A bigger point, obviously, for Cagliari, I think, than it is dropped points for Napoli. I think this is massive in the relegation battle, honestly. Yeah, but if you're Napoli, you're the you're close to being the second-best team in Serie A. How can you not put away a team that's a fighting relegation battle? Ask me one of them. That's what I'm saying. Both, in both cases, you you are of the top teams right now in Serie A. What motiv- What extra motivation do you need to beat a team fighting a relegation battle? Like I, I that's why I, I don't understand with this. Like that's what gets me so frustrated about about it. Milan. Listen, Lotito, Lotito probably cut a deal with Milan behind closed doors. <laughs> He's like, listen, that guy. I, I, you know, I still kind of own Salernitana, but like, if you if you lose. If you lose, I'll give you Felipe. Was it Luis uh, Luis Alberto uh, on on a cheap? And Milan supporters were like, "Oh yeah, please." Not we wouldn't take him. Yeah, I was about to say Milan wouldn't take. Uh, him. It's not good like, enough. Actually, we heard Lille is having a fire sale, so we want to go take all their midfielders. Are you serious here? I mean, Milan is supposed to raid all of them. Yeah. Jesus. Well, I mean. It looks like Botman's definitely coming. It looks like Sanchez is definitely coming. We already took layout from them and won the court case. So, like, what well, court know. case was this? I didn't hear about this. Apparently, yeah, they just had the ruling. I forget exactly what it's about, but it had to do with the layout transfer. Um, all right, let's move on to another disappointing. <laughs> this might be the this might be the co- most collectively sad pod. All of us have done. Like, we're all just, like, like, crying. Everyone's sad about their own individual teams, drawing, but I think, like, it's it's interesting and kind of cool that all of these upsets happen in the same week. It's just... 
Oh, agree. Uh, For the league, it's great. I'm just saying we're all just. Yeah. It's good to know I'm not alone here. Let me tell you, I'm happy you guys are with me. Well, I am. I am. Of I am half happy because Fiore did beat Atalanta. So, uh, yeah, everyone. Uh, maybe everybody drops points. I'm not saying Fiore time. I'm saying maybe maybe they sneak in a fifth. Who knows? Who knows? Fifth. fifth. I'm putting a five up on the Zoom so people see it's five, not four. But who knows? Who knows? Oh. I'll say this on the Uvidra. Yeah, it, it was it was disappointing. Um, I want to give them somewhat of a pass because it's a derby and they usually don't play that well in these derby games. I'll say this. When I went for a haircut on Saturday, my barber said that they would have won the league had they won this game. So wow. <laughs> I'm it's not incredible. sure now about their chances of winning the Scudetto. <laughs> yeah, I might have lost my confidence too on that night. <laughs> I think uh I think I think someone should change Bremer's Wikipedia to Vlaovic's father. Um yeah, he, he played really, he, really well, Bremer. He put him in his pocket. Apparently, Bayern is really interested in him now. So are Juve. They were like, we can't have this guy playing against Vlaovic. Got to buy him. <laughs> Apparently, everyone's interested. Um, but if I were a betting man, I think he just signed a one-year extension. So he's probably going to be leaving the league to- like because, you know, uh, Torino has some control now that he signed that extension. And I doubt Cairo wants to sell him to... Uh, to Juve or any of the competitors. It's not up to them. It's just like with Vlavish. Juve's just going to do what they want. <laughs> true. Very true. Very true. Um, what did you think? So who, what would you chalk up the loss to? What, what do you think was the reason for that loss? If you had to pinpoint it. Both of, both of these Juventini. What loss? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I felt like the draw. Sorry, the draw. Yeah, it's just in his head all the time. Christ. Where you want to take it? No, it's all yours. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, it is tough to blame them given like the, again, the roster starting to come together with Vlavic and, you know, who's getting injured, who's being rested, whatnot. Um, and I, I think I, I agree with Rocco's take. It's just one of those derbies where it's like, okay, midweek, midweek Champions League game. It's like, it's it's one of, it's just, it, to me, it feels like a classic, just allegoryism where it's like, ah, we're going to play just deflated and get a deflated result and, it's it's just one that can pass over. I think I'm I'm not too concerned with the result, to be honest with you, given the you circumstances. Would, they would have won if Arthur played. They would have won. Keep, they would have won. Steady won uh, I saw some stat the other day that was like in Juve's last 14 games, uh-huh. Arthur has started seven and Juve's won seven, and they have not won a game that he hasn't started. Bro, you got to get an Arthur jersey, honestly. I might. Someone someone's got to give it to him. I gotta I say though, man, like. How cool is it that potentially in his last Derby de la Mole, like Belotti scores to get that point? That's a cool storyline. Like that's pretty good. That's, yeah. Yep. Before he joins Milan, it's gonna, you know, it was nice to see him. He's probably gonna take uh, a big pay cut though, because he just wants to wear the shirt so badly. Who doesn't? That's that's yeah. Maldini's name. He's, he's not as good. He's not as good as Maldini's son. No. So, we're saving say? money to sign Daniel to the big contract. Was he was he a Milan fan growing up, Belotti? I don't know. Um, no, he's probably a Juve fan, to be honest. 
Well, I mean, like he's got footsteps to. He's got a uh, big shoes to fill. He's gonna be taking like the probably the number nine. Probably take it from Giroud. Same shirt that Piontek would wear. So he's got to figure it out. Oh man! So so Juve Juve fans here. Oh, but look, he was a childhood fan of Milan, so that's it. Yep. Hey. Oh, he's gonna play for free. I like him better now. My 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 next level thinking is on point right now. See that? See that? So so uh I have to I have to ask the Juve fans here. What that midfield of three that he started, which I believe was Rabio, Zakaria, and Locatelli. Yep. Do you think that's good? do you think that's gonna be the starting midfield goal? Or do you think that's his best starting midfield? Or what, you, what a are you actually asking me this, Gaetano? No, not, no, I not said that. Arthur needs to... <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, not whether you think it's the best midfield, whether you think Allegri believes that's his best midfield, because it seems like that's the case. It seems like that's his go-to. And you also yeah. have to take account without McKenney. So probably yeah, that's, without... that's probably a lock then. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think that... Is this this is the game where Locatelli was really bad, right? Or was that the one? I mean, before? pick a game in the last three, four games. He hasn't looked he's good in either. Bad run. <laughs> yeah, he's had a bad couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, it's just like it. It's hard to 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 say, I guess, for Rabio, like how he helps balance against those other two guys. I think that Max will keep playing them because he. Loves playing Rabio for whatever reason, <laughs> especially on the wing. Especially on the wing. Especially on the wing. Yeah, it's his dynamism. Um, but like, well, forget. It. <laughs> like, I, I, ask, like, I know you're not Max Allegri, so you can't answer this question for me. But like, what dynamism? Like, what does he? I don't know. He runs hard. It, That's all that matters. Can I follow up with a question here about Max? And like again, like. No one's going to have an answer for it. It's like more of a statement, I guess. But what are his changes been lately? Like, what have they been? He he makes these platoon swaps in like the 83rd minute when he like <laughs> desperately needs a goal. Bro. And it's like, it's not even like like for likes. Or like it's like now you this playing one defender. Yeah. Six strikers. <laughs> it's like I'm going to put on Kane, Morata, and Vlaovic and hope it works. I don't know. Seriously, what? Speak. You brought him up, Kane. What? What is going on? I don't know, man. I, I think that like, it's like, I think it's going to be harder for him to find minutes now because, like, you could see. I know we spoke about this like last week, like that Morata can can do stuff off the ball and is sort yeah. of like a proxy for how they might play with Chiesa if they sort of keep this intact. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, Kane. I think it's harder for him to get involved. Um, it's it's been rough this year for him. Is Kane is Kane alone with the obligation to buy, or is it just a dry loan or option to buy? Like, what's the demographics I of this loan? I think it's an obligation. Oh wow! I remember it being hefty too. Isn't it like thirty? I, I think it's like yeah, thirty. Yeah, I think paying. I think they're paying what they sold him for. So. <laughs> Oof. Oof! I think the year you sold him, he because had like nine or ten goals when he, when he left. He mm, he had seven goals in his first stint at Juve in total, but when they sold him for like thirty million, he was a youth player, so it was all profit. 
and then now they're spending 30 to get him back. It's like, Oof. it doesn't yeah. look great. And he doesn't get like consistent right. time. This is yeah. rough. So it's like, I still find it hard to judge him and be like, he's not doing enough because I think there are things he does well. And I guess I'd like to see him playing like off of, off of Vlaovic. Like, especially when Vlaovic is like collecting the ball and distributing a little bit more, I think that maybe Kane can make some runs and he's like physical. So he can probably run through the lines a little bit, but yeah, so far not so good for him. Follow up and last question I have about Juve. Are you at all concerned about like Vlaovic getting, you know, kind of effectively taken out of a game when a defender gets pretty physical with him? Or is that something that you think will come with time, his ability to learn how to play those situations? I think like Juve needs to be able to play around that more so than like Vlaovic needs to. I don't know, change much about his game. I think, like, if they can use the fact that there's a guy glued to him all the time as an advantage by opening space for other people, then I think they'd be better off for it. Um, I think with Kiesa, that changes, too. Yeah, I think for sure. when you have someone who can run in behind and, like, play off of a striker like that and who can, like, beat you for pace, yeah. um, that'll and, like, take, take a load you off. On. I think that, that that's... Like one of my favorite yeah. says, he like takes everyone on. Yeah, yeah. I I think that that'll probably help him out. Like Morata, like he has a he has an app, he has a skill set that's pretty good to play with Vlaovic. Yeah, but he's not he's not someone that's going to really beat you off the dribble, and so you can really get tight on Vlaovic because he has to make a pass in space for Morata. Morata can't create it on his own. So and you don't have to buy um, there. It's just. Exactly. Yeah, it's just, yeah. What do you do? It's not even. It's not Vlaovic's fault. It's a personal UVA fault. Yeah. Um, yeah. My my concern for UVA is if Dybala's hurt. It it seems like it seems like Allegri's super reluctant to play Locatelli and and uh, uh, Rocco's boy Artur next like side by side. Whether he thinks that there's not de- there's no defensive save or whatever, I don't know why he feels that way, but that's the way he feels. Where is your creativity going to come from? It can't, like that's that I think is what we'll see. We'll see more of the Torino Villarreal stuff, where yeah. you know Vlaovic gets a has to take turn a half chance into a goal. It's going to look more and more. It looks to me more like the Mauri Icardi Inter teams, where like you get half a snitch mm-hmm. and he gets a goal, but if he doesn't, the team yeah. looks super static and super like slow, like grinding through the yeah. years. So I think. Yeah, no, I think that I wouldn't be surprised like in this period right now where where Yuga has like no creativity up the pitch to see them do more uh like quadrado advanced position situations mm. because like Danilo can play right back, you know, he's he's been really good. Um and Quadrado's the guy who will take on people and who will get the ball in with varying levels of effectiveness. Um, I mean, but, take on both like dribbling and in a fight because he will do both. He's, he's yeah, nasty well, especially a dance master. fight too. It's like a salsa <laughs> battle. He'll he'll win it. Um, Listen, I I hate Quadrado, but I'm the first to admit I would love him on my team. Like like he's someone who will like you hate to be against him, but love to have. Yeah, but you want everyone on your yeah. team, so it's like everyone that's good in Serie you want on your team. So except yeah, 
Except for Ted, I still probably would take that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but I think that's a good point, Rocco. I think Quadrado up the field covers a lot of the floor because he's probably your only remaining creative player after yeah. Dybala. If if Arturo's not going to play, right? Know? And if and you know obviously and no, Mc- a, and no, no McKinney. Team. I mean, he he was a spark like this whole season. I, I the, I'm actually scared for this midfield to be honest with you. Like I'm actually scared. So, nah, you guys got Bonucci. So what are your, Don't worry what about are your, it. What are your thoughts? On, what are your thoughts on McKinney? I feel like Juve Twitter is very torn on the guy. I think. Some people really hate him, and some people like adore him. And I don't. What what is what are your takes on on McKenney? Is he not your best midfielder right now? <laughs> Do I mean I just I think he, I think for a team where like we have like our best player or our I think our most talented player in DiBala, where he's just always injured, and then you have issues with like who's injured on on the wing and who who can't bring any sort of spark to the team. McKinney just kind of brings it all over. It's kind of like, I'm not going to compare him to Marquisio back in the day, but like it's that same energy where it's that same energy where he just, he's everywhere. He can do anything that you need him to do, you know? And then you take him out of the the team. It's just like, there's not, you're going to, I mean, you're going to have to, like Rocco said, you're going to have to start playing Arthur. You're going to have to start starting Zakaria. Like you can't, you can't field teams where you just like, okay, we're going to, we're going to roll with the Rabio every single game and hope, you know, roll the die. You have to, you have to start taking chances with the players that you have on that, that are taking salary and doing nothing. Yo, you, guys, like you guys, you guys got to stop talking so much shit about Rabio or else his mom is for real. I was worried. Honestly, <laughs> I was honestly thinking I'm like someone he's listening. Rabio's yeah. mom's listening. Yeah, he's one of the three <laughs> fans that follow us. You know, she, she's not, she's not afraid to like talk crap about anybody. She's talk crap about Mbappe's dad. To Mbappe's yeah. dad's face, like geez. She like fought him at the World Cup, didn't she? Yeah, like like that man helped bring the the next Ballon d'Or winner to this planet. Okay, so you better watch your mouth, future he, Juve legend. He's not Vlavic's okay? dad. What are you Who's talking to about? Who's to say that she didn't bring the next one either? Next one but you don't know where Adrian's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rocco, your your thoughts to, on McKinney, Rocco? Just want to hear Rocco's thoughts on McKinney. Yeah, just real quick. I think he like tends he he tends to find himself in the right place a lot, like more than it makes yeah. sense to me necessarily. Right. And like lately, he's been showing like improvements in areas that I think like it was easy to be critical of him in before. I think like his like you've seen him dribble out of tight spaces more lately than I have in a while. And like I think it seems like he's working hard. And I know a lot of people were like after he got kicked out of the America team, he like yeah. looked in on himself and tried to take everything yeah. seriously. It might be, you know, legit. I think he's he's been really good since around that time. Um, yeah. And I think Juve has been worse when he's not playing. So, yeah. yeah. The report is eight to 12 weeks. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fabrizio Romano tore, said he tore his metatarsal, which you can't. It's Tearing a bone. Bones. Like a, yeah, like a doctor respond. A doctor responded to Fabrizio. He goes, uh, oh, "I don't know yeah. if this got lost in translation, but you don't tear your metatarsal." <laughs> so you should have hopped amazing. onto the. You should have onto the podcast Twitter and just tweet. I was like, uh, <laughs> "Broke." <laughs> I did just get lost in translation. Um, but yeah, nah. Let's let's move on. Yeah. So Roma. Um, I this game was weird. Uh, they looked completely 
the worst team in the first half. I mean, Verona was all over them. I honestly think Verona really botched it yeah. not taking three points. Yep. Um, you feel the tension in Rome right now. They got booed off the pitch in the first half. Like, nobody's super <laughs> content with the way that they're playing. They're way worse than they were last year. I just found this out. I think I heard that they had eight fewer points than they did with Fonseca uh-huh. at this point last year, which is kind of crazy considering that that team did not change much. Um. But Verona, I think, like, it's another weird thing in Serie A this week where it's like, yeah, the the team that should have won played poorly, but props to Verona. And Verona's been doing this all season long. Braga yeah. like a, a world beater sometimes. It makes no sense. Gio Simeone scored an offside goal. Um I was super impressed by it. I don't know. He had yeah. like a really nice turn and a really good finish. The the most entertaining part of the game. So I I had two positive notes from the game. One, Mourinho's kind of going against a natter that he doesn't really incorporate or use a lot of young players where he's gone. The two goals came from youth products at Roma. So I think that's very encouraging to see. But you mentioned a quick point on that. Do you think he did that as kind of like fuck it, I don't trust anybody on the roster, so I'm just going to throw these two I, kids? Or do you think he really believes in those two kids? I think he really believes he's, he's capable of both. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think I true. think he's more of he's seen the roster, he doesn't trust anyone because, like, you got to understand, it's like, why are you putting kids like that on instead of maybe, like, a Villar or, Villar or someone like that, right? Like, you have other good yeah. players in the squad. <clears throat> I get it. Those guys are forwards, so positionally it doesn't make sense. But you're putting trust in these kids who are fresh up from the academy, 18, 17 years old. And they're scoring your your comeback and your game tying goals. Although the first one, the second one, the goalkeeper absolutely fucked up. Should have guarded his near post, but that is what it is. The second part, which I thought was the funniest thing when I looked into it, was why Mourinho got sent off. I sent this tweet to you guys. Apparently, he was making a phone gesture to the ref. Because the ref's <laughs> dad was involved in the Caltropoli scandal, and his dad was one of the refs that was apparently under the Juve, like had close ties to the Juve conspiracy. So he was doing that, and the ref said, "No, fuck you," and just gave him a straight red. Props he to Mourinho; he does his homework. Oh yeah, not a he does. He's not ready a for that. So I've I've a I have a question for you guys because we talked about this a lot on the on the pod with Mourinho being on the hot seat. With that, and recently, he's, his tantrums are definitely a lot more sensitive than they've been in the past. Where like usually it takes two or three things for him to set off. Now it's like the first thing he already gets like lit up, lit on fire. Do you think that now he might be feeling the pressure at Roma? You know, not maybe not just from the board, but just from everyone around him as well. What did they expect? No, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just trying to get a genuine consensus. I think I think that this, in a lot of ways, is like one of the more pressured situations he's been in in a while like i don't think anyone expected too much of him at his last couple premier league jobs and i understand that like those are still probably crazy because this like just the reach of those teams like united and tottenham but i think Mm -hmm. like coaching in rome is a really tough job it's probably like the hardest job that he could have picked up in italy this summer i think he definitely feels the pressure and i don't think that he appreciates that they're booing him off the pitch every week. But at the same time, if I'm a Roma fan, like I think like this team, like 42, 41 points, like 
they definitely could have more at this point. There's enough talent on that team. Their defense isn't the strongest, but I think that they've dropped some silly points. And I think like specifically of like that Venezia game. And then like they're underwhelming a lot of the time too. Like in this game, like it's not even just that Verona played better. It's like Roma looked a bottom half team. They looked really poor. Yeah. So I, I kind of understand where the fans are coming from. And I think he is starting to really feel that. Do they have like injury situations going on? Just I, like honestly, I, I'm not. I know Zaniolo was out. Where they are in this spot? Zaniolo, like, I think, was out. I think he had a small knock, but he had the red card. Yeah, I thought. Oh. Uh, probably. Just looking at the probably numbers a red of these card guys. Either, either one is probably probable. All children numbers like 67, 75, 58, 87. Like these are these kids' numbers. I think there's one dude who's 24. The rest are all like teenagers on the bench, and then Diora. <laughs> He's also only 24. So. Yeah. The one thing I, I'm worried about with this, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I just want to make this a quick point. The one thing I'm worried about with this situation is if Timmy Abraham seizes and he says, I want to leave, because I think he's great for Serie A. I, th- I would want him in Serie A. I get worried because if he sees this and this quote unquote dysfunction or this lack of, of good play, that he's like, you know what, let me maybe go back to England or maybe go somewhere else, either within Italy or somewhere else. I don't want him to go. I want him to stay in Serie because I think he is really good for the league. But again, I just want to make that point. Uh, yeah, no. So I think, I still think Mourinho is good for Roma just because I don't, I, people are saying, you know, like Mike mentioned, and he's right, Fonseca did have more points, but Roma's been incredibly unlucky as a team. Like, incredibly unlucky. Like, between the red cards that they get, the foul, like, the penalties, the 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 hitting the post, they're an incredibly unlucky team. I think there was some sort of statistic floating around today. It's like, if you go on expected goals and expected points, Roma would, would be right outside fourth, like, right below Milan on expected goals and expected wins and points. So... They're playing decently well. They're to, you know, they're a team in transition. This is Mourinho's first year. He really didn't get a transfer market, right? He got he got Tammy, right? Rui he got Patricio. Tammy. Rui Patricio, I think it was just like he's available, right? He needed a Portuguese guy. He needed, he, he needed a goalie. And then they needed to spend money to replace Spinazzola. Right? Like so I would say I think he needs one more year. I, I still say it's a two-year project. I agree to see with you. Some sort yep. of um, Rome. Rome is a like it's a very hard place to play, and I don't. I think it would. It was naive of him if he truly felt that you know he wasn't going to hear this criticism. So hopefully they give him some leniency and they and they keep him because I do think what I've seen from Rome, I have seen improvement from Rome, and I've seen improvement from Jose Mourinho. I think this attacking style is different. You know, this what is it. If you if the worst part about a Mourinho team is their defensive solidity, I don't think that should be chalked up to Mourinho. It means he doesn't have the players that he needs back there. Because that's one of Mourinho's like strongest traits is like a good defense. That defense is shambolic. Remember, Smalling was one of the people he kicked out of Manchester United when he got there. So he never liked them. The fact that he's still playing him, I think, is telling. 
Yeah, and you have Ibanez who's prone to go ape shit and just off like a wall out of nowhere. In yeah, the game. Like his, he has moments of brilliance and moments of absolute stupidity. Then you have Mancini who's overrated as a center back. He's my least favorite. He's my uh, Mancini's one of my least favorite players in Serie A. Oh God, damn! Tell us how you really Why? feel. We've got a new contender for. I think Mancini is just like Mancini is one of those like wannabe tough guys, and I just don't like. Like I saw, I saw Roma Twitter go absolutely ballistic, like like proud about that hit that he took at Joel Pedro, like on the sideline, like into the wall. Like, oh yeah, look at this tough guy, dude. The guy gets mossed by anybody who's like, like Ibra. Like, can you imagine Ibra? Like, Ibra would eat him up, even injured on one leg, would absolutely own Mancini. Like. <laughs> I'm such I'm I'm, I'm a big Mancini hater. Now I'm just imagining Gaetano coming across a tweet that literally says, "Look at this tough guy" in an unironic fashion. That's hilarious. Just like Roma fans are just like gassing him up, like oh, like future captain. Look at this, like no bullshit. Like Mourinho's affecting <laughs> our guys. I was like, no, Mancini took a cheap shot at Jose Pedro on a. On Joe on Joao Pedro on the sideline, like it's not a fucking good play. He came and I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop because is I'm he, just gonna go off on a ten. Is he vice captain to Pellegrini or is he third in line behind Pellegrini and Cristante? I always forget this order. What's the order of the captaincy? I don't know. Apparently, you need to be Italian to be the captain of Roma. So he's probably only third because he's there's he's only one of three Italians. <laughs> Wait, wasn't wasn't Nigelon at one time captain of Roma? Maybe. Oh no. They gotta give it to Karsdorp. He seems like a good <laughs> character. That's a, that's another false tough guy. Like a lot of these that, that's that's the thing with the Roma defense. Like they have like, a lot of these like fake tough guys where like they, they're like, Oh like well, You know what they remind me of? You know what they remind me of Marco Zinchenko on, on Manchester City. Zinchenko on Manchester City tried to pick a fight with Alderweald from Spurs, and Alderweald tur- turned around and was like and Zinchenko looked at him and was like, never mind. Like, Alderweireld, you're 10 times bigger yeah, you, than you I am. You have a weird beef with Zinchenko, though. It's a weird beef you have with him. I hate I hate wannabe tough guy defenders. <laughs> I really, it, it drives me crazy. Yeah, you have this weird vendetta against them. I don't know why. Like, Ramos is a tough guy. Ramos is a tough guy. He's also a dirty player, but we're not going to go into that. Oh, He's a he's oh. if you're if you're called a master of the dark arts, you're a dirty player. I'm sorry. That's what he so means. Is Marco Materazzi, Gaetano's favorite player ever. The Matrix. Materazzi, yeah, exactly. Wait, do you, do you guys oh. know how he got that name? It was the a Matrix? yeah, it was a fan voted nickname. They had a poll and they had it on. I think it was like early 2000s. They had it on their website and everyone polled, and the Matrix was. The name and they say now it's like oh you got trapped in the matrix when when Zavtsi locks somebody up. Zevchenko's favorite player. <laughs> we get to move on to the next one. <laughs> Notice how I brought up the corrupt uh, referee reference and Julio just dipped from the Zoom. Yeah, he knew he's, he's coming. He's just nowhere to be found. Sad. So he, he was like, oh boy, caretake this. Julio, your thoughts on uh, Couch play? You play innocent? Dang. 
Sad. He couldn't defend it, so I guess they're guilty. <laughs> you guess they're guilty. <laughs> All right, what, what do we got next? Um, Doc Fiore. Um, that match Marco Marco, it's your second favorite team. Yeah, another big win here. I'm a big. Someone say his favorite. I'm a big Viola sh- <laughs> shill. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, this, this podcast has a love affair with me. The Marco's going to get Marco's going to get a Zakani Fiorentina jersey if he loses. <laughs> Fuck it, I don't give a shit. I'll do it. I'll, I'll pay the extra just to prove a point. Um, no, I didn't get Milankovic. Uh, My boy Milankovic. He's on. He's on Juve. By the way, okay, sorry. Quickly. The the Susan Vlaovic memes on on Twitter are hilarious. <laughs> every time every time Vlaovic plays poorly, they, they just show this picture of, of Vlaovic from his from his uh, like his introduction ceremony with a wig and lipstick. It is. <laughs> you said that. that sounds hilarious. <laughs> they refer to him as Susan Vlaovic. Oh it's god. So funny. <laughs> um. But yeah, to talk about Fiora, first of all, Mike's wearing the best shirt on the pod right now with the Piontek Milan jersey. Five goals in his last six. I know he. He's... Mike's also trying. Mike's trying to show his uh, his muscles too. He's like, oh, Piontek. <laughs> I wish I could be as strong. You got yeah. Mike. Do the, yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. Um, boom, boom. No, I think I think obviously this is a huge result for Fiora. If you want to be in the the Europe spots, not top four, but like Europa League and Conference League, I think it's a huge result for them. And I think it goes to show, especially with the scoring record that Mike just mentioned with Piontek, that. Yeah, they're not going to have the same productivity offensively with Vlaovic, but this is a team that's built into a system that you can plug and play pieces. I think that Italiano is really showing his true talent as a coach, really shuffling the pieces and getting good results from them. My only concern is, can they keep this form going forward against teams that they should beat, right? Like, Fiora's had results that they should have won or played better and they don't so my only concern is if they want to be serious about seventh or sixth or god willing fifth they need to sure up those results and really you know keep this consistency going what mike's laughing because i said the susan blavish thing it's hilarious Uh, i mean i agree with that i think like the real takeaway is exactly what you said like this is a system team through and through, and it's funny because like these are two <clears throat> system teams going up against each other, Atalanta and Fiore. Um, at the end of the day, like Pion, like it sucks to lose your boy Vlaovic like that, but like Piontek's a serviceable enough striker that he can get the job done. Um, this game probably should have been a draw. Um, Atalanta's in a bad way right now; they're they're dropping points left and right. They may really have shot themselves in the foot now because I think they're only three. So what do they have a game in hand and they're three points back of Juve now? So like that's a tough race and that's that's going to be tight to the end of it. I don't know who I like in that. I mean, I know that there's a 99% chance that Juve wins the Super League this year. So they'll probably be in the Champions League too. But tough, tough break for Atalanta. Um I don't really have much else to add on that. Good news for them. They're getting new owners, which uh, should be promising. The and it's uh, KKR, the, the creators of the LBO. <laughs> so, 
no. For those, for those that don't know what LBO is, it's yeah, people who don't know what, what an LBO is, it's a leveraged uh, buyout, essentially. Leveraged buyout. We, we, we don't know KKR's intentions here. Let's, let's hope it's to actually build the company, not strip it for Well, did you, see, did you see the Turner profit? Apparently, the current owners now bought Atalanta for 14 million euro, and now they're selling the stake to KKR for, I think it was 500 million euro. So it's hella good business. You got to give it to them. It's crazy though, because usually when these American owners come into Italy, they're trying to buy like teams that are like some kind of a brand in a like in a bigger city. Like Bergamo is not a huge city. Atalanta definitely doesn't have a. I wouldn't even say like too much of a presence on in Europe, you know, like let alone globally. So we'll see what they do. I think it's an interesting, an interesting idea to purchase them. I, I think it, it might be one of those things where you, you you kind of feel the buzz of what's going on with Italian soccer or just soccer in general, and you and you feel like in the buzz you hear like oh Atalanta, there's like they're like this startup mentality where they're just breaking onto the scene, they're having few good years of performance. Maybe now's the time to buy in and invest in the long haul. Again, it's to be seen if that actually pays out and they actually consistently be a Champions League team. But I think that's kind of what drove them to the investment and. You know, good for Atalanta for getting this influx of cash. I think the key is whether or not Petkasi stays in control mm-hmm. and whether they keep Gasparini. Like, if they have kind of like a laissez-faire type of management, kind of like I would say Elliot has some sort of like a laissez-faire manager, right? They don't really intervene with Maldini. They'll probably set like the wage structure of what's needed, but you don't have to worry about that with Atalanta anyway because their wage structure is not that high. They already have a low wage structure. So if they're if there's if it's a hands off approach, then I think we may just see improvement from here on. We may actually see growth, um, but I mean, only time will tell on that front. And hopefully, it doesn't end up like Genoa, where you know they purchased Genoa and now Genoa oh, is on, you know on the downward spiral and maybe maybe getting relegated. We've seen that with them, and then Padma with uh, with Kraus last year. So fingers crossed. Hope for hope for Antalata. I think they'll be all right. I, I hope they are. I think it, it, it's beneficial for the league if you have a team like Atalanta constantly contending and you know causing problems for bigger teams and being in the in the Champions League talk. I think that it's beneficial, and hopefully, this doesn't turn out as badly as other big team turnover takeovers have gone in recent years. So, all right, so Marco, let's 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 hold you down here. What do you mean hold Fiorentino. you down? Hold hold your feet to the fire, Fiorentino. Where where they ended up? Realistically or bullish Marco? Which one? What does your heart and your head tell you? Bullish Marco. Combined? <laughs> Third. No. Third. <laughs> uh, probably sixth or seventh. If you put a gun to my head, seventh. I think that's but again. That's still a massive, massive. No, I, I, no, I, it, it's a massive improvement. I'm not denying that, but I just I like being the bull of Fiorentina. So, I love it. Okay. 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 So two things, two follow-ups. One, which Roman club are they finishing ahead of then? Roma. Oh. Because Lazio currently, cur- Lazio currently ahead of them by I think two points. They do have a game in hand on them, but 
let me take a look at what their fixtures are. I think Lazio have an easier road. At the actually, they don't. Yeah, they really don't. Lazio have a lot of hard no. games. Lazio have not played this weekend. Lazio have not played this weekend. Then they have the Roma there to be in March. Then after that, they play Sassuolo. They still have to play Torino, which is a tough out. Milan, Juve, and Verona, which are all tough outs. Ah, yes. Milan can be a tough out. <laughs> yeah, and if I look at Fiore, Fiore have the Coppa, the two legs of the Coppa against Juve. They have Sassuolo, Verona, Inter, Empoli, Napoli, uh, Milan, Milan, Roma, and and at the end of the season they have Juve again. So, so that's my second follow up. Fiorentina, Julio, I want your opinion on this too. In the Coppa, Juve, Fiorentina, what do we got? Nah, there's there's no. Yeah, you can hear me. Sorry, I was making sure my mic was on. There's, there's gotta be, there's gotta be no way we lose this, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's gotta be. Like, come on. I, I, how, do you, how do you? How would we? How would we come on the pod the next day if we got fucking? We got slang. We got, we got Susan showing up and we lose. Like, how, how do you? I don't. I'm sorry. I, I don't know, want to entertain the idea where it's a loss. All I'm there saying are is- very few like certain things in soccer. But one of the certain things is that Juve will always fuck Fiore. So I'm thinking yeah. win this. Although, Bob and Chatrick, Mike, what do you think? <laughs> oh, oh, that'd be spicy. That would be good. That. That would be good. In, good luck leaving the stadium. We better hope it's at the J. So are we getting a 100% guarantee that Juve is going to advance to the final? <laughs> When's the... Uh, it's, yeah, it's March. They, Everything Juve is 100% guarantee. No, not them qualifying for Champions League. It's ninety nine percent, according to some people on this pod. Uh, well, there is, I mean, there, the first leg could be a disaster, low key, because Dybala is not going to be back in time, and we just lost McKenny, so it's going to be that like in that Oof. zone where we're kind of just dog shit potentially. Wait, what uh, oh yeah, it's leg. next week. Dybala is like ten days out. Where is McKinney's, it though? It's in it's, uh, at Piotta. Yeah. <laughs> so it could be a classic a leg redraw. Uh, or like a Fiore surprise uh, one nothing. Yeah, then, but going back surprised. to the J, or a Fiore surprise three nothing. Whatever, whatever your heart. Hey, you guys surprise. know I like my spice with my takes. You know I'm I'm a I'm a bid that. I'm like all right, Fiore four <laughs> one. We're just gonna call it's it. It's gonna be Milenkovic with a header over Vlaovic. Oh, oh my god. god. Well, I mean, so the thing is, the second oh leg god. is the second leg is legit. Like three years from now, in April on April twenty first, so. I feel like we're going to go through. It's just how bad is the first leg? Well, it depends. Are you guys still contending for Champions League? True, I guess. That's a question. Because you're going to be battling on three different fronts of Champions League, Copa, and Well, I mean, that, that's what trouble winners do, don't we, Marco? I, I wouldn't True. know. I wouldn't know anything. I mean, you, I you would know, know Gaetano. You would know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I have. I've moved for a team that's won since I've been a fan of theirs. Wow. Yeah, that's sad. I know. I know it's 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 sad it's sad days for Marco. <laughs> quickly, quickly on uh, Marco's sadness. Um, the most recent report is that Arsenal's number one target for striker is none other than Lautaro Martinez for seventy million. Marco, no, is it, no, is that, I, don't, I don't think he's the first one. I think Isak is still the first one. No, no, no. Apparently, Lautaro, they're lining up seventy mil. Oh God, I'm so excited. I wish I was drinking cyanide. Um, that's a horrible move. That's just 
playing horrible. Like, <laughs> I he's not he's not a forward we need, and for that money, yes, he is. No, I think no, I, no. Stop, gonna miss stop. him this, this, so much. Please don't take him. He's so important. I wish I honestly wish Barca took him for the one twenty that he was being quoted for back last year. Me too. Just to see him flop as horribly as he has with that much money. You guys would have kept Lukaku, which would have been nice. Um, if those reports are true and we do get him, I will definitely not be a fan of the signing. Um, wow. Just because he's so, he, he, he doesn't... He doesn't... I don't think he'll do well in the Premier League. I don't think that's his type of game to play. And also, from what I think, Arsenal... I think he'd be great. Stop. I'll trip in for the transfer fee. I kind of want to see the miserable Marco there. Me too. The higher yeah. the transfer fee, the more miserable Marco is. Yeah, that's not. I feel like he's a made Arsenal just disaster. He's got Arsenal. Like Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal it's, per- it's perfect. It's perfect. Arsenal really. are playing. The red and white is just so beautiful. Arsenal are playing <laughs> well. Arsenal are playing well without him. Why would you it bring in be a better. guy that doesn't complement anything that you're doing? He's not like. He, he, there's no skill set that he would bring that's different than what we already have, or that's even better than what we already have. That's not true. Name somebody on your team that slips and slides and falls all over the place without scoring a goal mm-hmm. more than Lautaro Martinez. Chaka. He slips, flies, slides, and gets red cards. True. There's colors with him. Yeah, but, our, but Lautaro stays on the pitch. <laughs> there you go. Sometimes it's probably better off he gets sent off, if you ask me sometimes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if that's true, I really hope that doesn't happen. We don't need him. I would like to get another younger guy that we can mold instead of getting a Lotado who's going to want uh, that has Obama Yang, that has the Obama Yang transfer <laughs> written all over it. Like Lotado's young, who might be good for a season, and then that's it. But all right, enough about EPO. This isn't EPL pod. This is a city app pod. But again, yeah, true, true. to get back to your questions, Fiore, I think ideally and re- realistically, I think they're going to finish seventh. If I'm being absolute Fiore shill, I want fifth. I think. Okay, but in the Copa, that's more important. In the Copa, they're not going to. Gonna, they're not, they're, I don't think they're going to get past the semis. I don't think so. I think it's going to. I think. I don't think it's going to be like a seven-one aggregate. I think it'll probably be like a three-two aggregate. But Juve going through. Are there still away goals in the Copa? I don't think so. I think it's just pure aggregate. It's going to be a nice Fiorentina Milan final. In the Copa. That's what I'm calling. Well, Galano wants us, so Inter can focus solely on the Scudetto because it's going to be at Champions League at that point. Oh, easy. Yeah. Easy. If if I'm not, if if I'm Inter, I play like Gallardini in the in the Liverpool. Nah, we got we got send him we got send him our our Saturday league tag. Be like, yo, sign us up for a game. Yeah, our intramural squad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I mean, we—if you guys want—we can talk about Lazio for a quick sec. I mean, like they—they they had a tough result today, uh, today, this past weekend against Udine in Udine. But all in all, that's a team that I think we should be on the lookout for. They have a lot of games where they can make a lot of noise coming up. Like I said, I can bring them back up. Just give me one second. I think the only—the only big team they've played thus far is Inter. Yeah, right? I don't think they've played any of the big teams. Well, yet. this weekend they have Napoli in Rome. Then they on March twentieth they're in Rome against Roma. The weekend after that it's against Sassuolo. No, so two weeks after that because it's international break for the qualifiers, they get Sassuolo, oh, wow. and then 
they have Genoa the week after that, but then they have Torino in Rome, Milan in Rome, and then to end the season, they have Juve in in Torino and Lazio at home against Verona. So they have a tough out, but they can <laughs> they go up against all of the except for Inter. They go for three against the, three of the top four to the end of the season. And it, and so Marco, your your top four right now is Napoli, Fiorentina, Lazio, and who's your fourth? Udinese. Oh, Udinese, that's right. Oh, Rocco, we, you missed this. Rocco, you missed the Coppa. Fiorentina, Juve. Are you worried? Julio seems pretty nervous. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited. I'd like. I want to see Vlaovic in Florence. Um, will you give us a 99% chance to get through? Or before, will you, you, before you comment and get into Gaetano's trap, just an FYI, it's on the second, so we won't have okay. Dybala back. And we don't have McKinney. So what Some, do you think about that? No, they should have Dybala back by then. I think it was 10 was it days, 10 days or something. Yeah. Um, so it might, yeah, it might it, be what? It wouldn't be fully healthy, though, for the first It won't be, yeah. It would probably be one of those like 60, yeah. 70th minute Dybala side bonds. But go ahead, Rob. 80, 87th minute. Uh, I won't say 99%. Uh, 70%. I like you this chances. Um, yeah. I'll go, I'll go 65. No. I'm going to price this right. I'm going to go 65. I think so, it's a 50-50 shot, honestly. Well, so the thing is, again, with the uh, the second leg, uh, which mm-hmm. is in Torino, is like legit like April 20-something. So... I, like, I don't think there's any problem in the long run that we win it. It's just how bad will the first leg be? Like, will we be able to get out of field and keep, like uh, uh, Florence just with, with some result that's not a disaster? Yeah, but, like, this is the thing. I still, as Marco will argue this, but I still think, like, Juve is a better team without those, like, couple of guys than Fiorentina. So. <laughs> Rago's like, Marco will argue this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, but, I, I'm just gonna let the Juve guys spill their shit. I'm just gonna watch. That's all I'm gonna do. No, I think I think Juve should get through. I think like, uh, what were we saying last week? I I, I think Fiorentina will be like, you have to play the games, but on paper, Juve is stronger. Yeah, I said that. I think it's one of those things where the aggregate would probably be like a three-two aggregate, but Juve go through. Yeah, I think that's because uh, I don't. Yeah, I think that's a fair take. Yeah, I don't. I again. But it might be like a Juve gets like a two nothing win or something like that, right? Like, well, either way, the first yeah. leg is not going to be pretty. I think we can all agree on that. Who knows? Juve. Maybe Juve, Juve. Maybe Juve. maybe Juve play a complete wild card and shock all Ooh, of us. Maybe the the Arthur Zakaria Rocco dream start. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we just score like seven goals in Florence. I'm like that. Rocco's not, Rocco's gonna go to bed with the biggest smile on his face just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, between that and this Susan Vlavish picture I'm looking at right now, dude. Uh, well, I was saying the same thing. Like, if we drop that game in Florence and Vlavish just plays poorly, like the Susan memes are gonna be unbearable. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, all right. we we, right. we, we kind of went through our run of the league, so now let's get our game picks. Game picks, baby. Okay. Can, uh, who are we picking? Uh, uh, Oh, yeah, do we have a record up? Can we can we get our record? Yeah, we got our points. I I will, Marco, I, will, I will pull it up records. tomorrow. I will pull it up tomorrow. Oh wait, uh, we did it last week. I don't have it last week's written down. Fuck. Um, oh my god! My all, right, all right, you know what? You guys all have computers know. and and other stuff. So, okay, so we have four games, four good games this week. We have Empoli, Juve, Empoli at home against Juve. 
We have Sassuolo at home against Fiorentina. We have Lazio at home against Napoli. And mm. I thought I saw another one. Uh, we only have three. So those are the only three ones that are really good. The other ones are kind of eh. We have Milan at home against Udinese. We want to do that one. But I don't know. Uh-oh. Or Verona-Venezia? That's going to be, honestly... That's a fun feisty, match. Feisty, feisty Okay, okay. Yeah. So, then let's, so then we'll do the Empoli at home against Juve, Sass home against Fiorentina, Verona home against Venezia, and Lazio at home against Napoli. Those would be the Man, four. Man, I, I was just thinking, like, how much time has gone by? I remember when we were, like, sitting down and Rocco and I were like, Verona-Venezia might have been the best match of the yeah, year. So yeah, far. when they had the, <laughs> yeah, the guy yeah. Dove, die that for the handball. Awesome. Well, listen, too much time hasn't passed by because Serie did this weird shit about not having like the mirror of the second half of the season where like they're like equidistance in terms of time. They just like completely randomized the second half of the season. Well, there was so, an, there was an international break that kind of threw everything up for a loop because yeah. a lot of the South American countries had their, I think, World Cup qualifiers. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go first? What game are we doing first? So let's do the Empoli at home against Juve one. I'm just doing it in the order that comes up on my screen. Sure. Juve 2-0. Okay. Juve 2-1. All right. Giulio Regalano, one of you speak, please. Julio has a really stupid smile. I can't wait to hear whatever he's going to say here. 6-0 Juve. I, I just, uh, I mean, I think it depends on the roster, but. I think I think I'll go with what Rose said two one. I think that's a fair. Okay. Take. I'm just I'm very scared though. I, I am very scared. I don't know. I think three one Juve. <laughs> three one three one Juve with the Catrone goal. Oh God! I'm going. I'm going. Who I hold near and dear. One nothing Juve. Woo! One. That's it. All right. Next game is Sas Fiore wants to take it. Ooh. Marco, you gotta go first. You think they're coming in fourth place? Ah, uh, yeah, Marco has to go. Oh, this is gonna be two, two, one, Sauce. I think, I think Sauce is on fire. I think they're gonna win at home against Fiore. Sauce plays well against open teams, so I'm, I'm also gonna go Sauce. I'm gonna go three, one, Sauce. Three, two, damn it, Fiore. Oh, okay. I like three, two, Sassuolo. Okay, I'm going two, two. You know that it's going to be a nil-nil draw now because we mm-hmm. all picked big <laughs> Well, this is going to be a great game, big attacking style. Premier League, like, standard bear match, and then it's, uh, nah, not really. Okay, next game, Verona-Venezia. <laughs> what was what's, the, I'm sorry, what's the match? Is anybody Verona at home against Venezia. Right? I can pull up what the results were. Just give me one sec. That match was bonkers. It was absolutely insane. Uh, it was four three Venezia red card yeah. in in Venezia. And who won? Venezia won. Verona won four three. Verona won. You gotta Venezia imagine gets... that the terrible Verona fans are gonna go absolutely ballistic <laughs> on <laughs> Venezia. Uh, I'm gonna go one nil. I'm gonna say that there are a few goals here, Verona. This is this is a derby match, right? They're both in the Veneto Big region. Derby. Yeah, they're very local. Yeah, they both start with these. <laughs> the derby yeah. on a lot of levels. Um, this has like a very contentious two-one. I'm gonna go Verona two-one. Julia, 
gonna go with Verona three two. Ooh. Well, that's big. I think it's gonna be a banger again. Fuck you, it took my score. You know what? Screw it. Two two. I'm gonna go for a draw on this one. I think there's gonna be a lot of goals scored. Two two would be fun. I was gonna say I'm gonna go with one one. I think it'll balance out from it being a great game last time. I also could see nil nil. Yeah, that, that the thing is like with, with this with this with this game, you don't know what's gonna happen. Manetti's on bad form though right now. Yeah, but quickly around the table, how many red cards in this match? I got two, two reds. I got, I got one. I got one in this. (laughs) I think this game's good for a red card. I'll, I'll go one. (laughs) Watch it end like eight, eight, like eight men, eight men, (laughs) and eight, eight (laughs) score. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay. Last game is Lazio at home against Napoli. Who's taking this first? 2-1 2-1 Lazio. Ooh, good score. Good pick. Sari is uh he's still good. <sighs> is this in Rome or yeah, in it's Rome. in Rome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are those damn fascists gonna do? I've got Napoli losing. I like two one. That's a shitty score that you took there, Rocco. I might piggyback. I have to jump out and take it. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna piggyback two one Lazio. I have to. Okay. I'm gonna triple down on two one Lazio. Oh <laughs> damn! I I think I think they're. Uh, I'm just looking at like Napoli's like recent performances. Like it's kind of I don't know. Not shit. really impressive it's, it's at all. It's shit. You could say it's shit. Yeah, just not really impressive at all. Yeah. Galano. Um, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go Napoli one nothing. I think. Yeah, this has Saudi disappointment in my book. Like whenever I expect them to win, mm-hmm. they always choke. So I'm gonna go Napoli one nothing. Romani and Koulibaly are the sagers. I'm going three two Lazio. Flash to next week. It's like three nil Napoli in this game. We're all just absolutely wrong. I mean, they they railroaded them the first time, but that was also like the really like emotional Maradona night. Yeah, but also. They were- now, part of like the a game like kickoff to the season when they couldn't lose, right? So, yeah, yeah. so key thing to remember: Napoli and Lazio coming off of Europa League games this week. Just wanted to flag that they have Europa, they have Europa League games on Thursday. This is on Sunday. Napoli the second leg for that Napoli Barca game is this week. Yeah, because they do round of thirty two is now round of sixteens. Oh, yeah. But it's for both of them. I think Lazio is at home against Porto, and yeah. I think Napoli is also home in Naples. So I, I feel better about my pick. I think Napoli is the better, the deeper squad. See, that's the thing. I feel better about Lazio because Sadi doesn't give a shit about Europa League, so he's just going to be like, "All right, fuck it," <laughs> and he's going to put everyone, save everyone for the Napoli game. So I'm sticking with three two Lazio. So, I, all right, I think yeah. that's it, everybody. It comes it. All right, Julio, thank you for finally coming out of hibernation to for join us. We got the double, us with your presence. Oh, we got the double Juve trouble. Lavish. That's and, what it was. Yeah. You can never have too Price much bro. Juve. And then, <laughs> you know, thanks not only to Drew, but to everyone for contributing. This is the first time all of us are on. But until next time, ciao, everybody.